welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Well, I'm going to pray over this Word this morning. Lord, oh God, I thank you and I praise you that we can come around your Word, Lord, that we can look into things that you have for this house, for the future. And I, Lord, I ask, Father, as I I start to vision cast this morning, Lord God, that you would flow through me, speak through me, Holy Spirit, that there would be your inspired words, Lord God, coming and flowing through me this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's exactly what we're going to do. I just, um, I felt through this week we've we're in this, we've come into a new season with Clem Ferris, and I just couldn't get away. I was going to prepare another word, another message, and I kept coming back to cast vision. And I want you all to look around before I do that. I want you to look around, look to the front, look to the back, because one thing I know the enemy's going to say as I start to cast vision, what? With a few people, this is a vision? Because I know the way the enemy works. But all it takes is one person to start running, and then another, and another, and another. And in fact, for this house, you, though that those of you are planted in this house, it's all of us working together for the vision. Amen? It's not one person. It's all of us. We are all needed. So, um, you know, the book, I encourage you to get Steward Prophecy. We'll maybe order some in that Clem Ferris wrote. But in that um, last session on Saturday night, he was talking about stewarding prophecy. He was talking about all the words that have gone through BCC and how we've been shaped with prophetic words for years. And it's so true. And I've been looking through the week through. We've got this big white folder. It's a big white box file folder. I mean, it's that thick. And the words go right back to 1985. And I know we were established before that. And there's other words probably that aren't in there, but it's just piled. I mean, you're flicking, flicking, flicking. So, I mean, that's all the prophetic that's been said, not only by those traveling ministers that come into the house, but also those within the house. You know, it's everything's recorded. Our prayer meetings are recorded. When a prophetic word comes out, you know, it's typed up. And it's recorded if it's for this house. Oftentimes when the prophets have spoken before and maybe they've been prophesying over an individual, young person or an adult, and sometimes the prophet will flow into a direction for the house. Well, that's lifted out of their prophetic word and it's stored in that white file for the house. And I tell you, by looking through some of it, you know, there's prophetic words that have not yet been fulfilled over this house. Isn't that right? There is. There's prophetic word that's not been fulfilled. So I was going through that, other things that the Lord has impressed upon our hearts as an eldership team. And so I just want to start to unpack. And it's going to be just a broad brush stroke this morning. It's not going to be the fine detail. Where we have some detail going forward, I'm going to add that in. Where we don't have detail, I'm not going to make it up. I don't want to make it up. We have to be led by Holy Spirit. But it's good. It's great what God has for us. So, you know, any endeavor, anything, assignment, anything the Lord asks, whether it's for a church, whether it's for an organization, a ministry, or an individual, you know, it can be daunting. It can be really daunting if you look in the natural because a a vision given by God is a God-sized vision. It's not a human vision. So we have to fulfill it in the Holy Ghost. We've got to fulfill it, follow on hand in hand with Holy Spirit. That's the only way, okay? 
If it's something that we can do ourselves and in the natural, then I would have to question, is this a vision from God? So we're, I'm casting the vision for God that he has as we go forward in the house. So we say today that nothing is too hard for God, but Satan is always going to come and try. He'll look, try and get us looking around. He'll try and say, you don't have this, you don't have that. How could this be? You know, you've got a pastor and she's a woman. How can it be? He's going to put all these different things in people's minds, okay? That's what he does. He's good at that. What we're good at is saying, get behind me, Satan. With God, nothing is impossible, okay? Remember the two small fish and the five loaves to feed all the 5,000 men, and we know there were women and kids, so it was thousands more. And what have you got? And Jesus was expecting, you know, the disciples to feed them. What have you got? And so when the little, the two little fish came and the five wee loaves came, that's all they had. And it would have been lovely. And sometimes you want to start with the baskets full, don't you? Everybody wants to start with the baskets full. I, I want to start with the baskets full, but you know what? I've never known God to lead me with the baskets full. Never in in any if whether it's in my individual life, it's my ministry life and church life, it's always been with very little. And God looks to say, Okay, what are you gonna do, Karen, with the little? And then he you give him the little and he somehow he multiplies that little until there's baskets full. He wants us to start with that empty basket or that little thing that that we can put in that wee empty basket. He says, I will multiply it. So it doesn't matter how you think of yourself today or how you view yourself. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he has equipped you for the task ahead of you. So God multiplies it. And um, we're not to be intimidated by anything. We look at the mission, the vision for this house. You know, we've been established for 40-something years So this is not a a church that just sprung up and, you know, overnight. Well, there's a strong, established work here. And it's not over. God has more for us. It is not over. I mean, I'd love to get a big slogan up saying God has more. God has more. God has always got more for our lives. He's got more for us. James Davis, um, we're going to hear from him shortly um, on a wee video, but he heads out the Global Church Network. Um, thousands and thousands of churches and leaders are connected with him, and he's a great guy, very humble guy. But one statement he made at a conference two years ago when I was at, I made a note. He said, small thinkers make big thinkers. <laughs> I'd never heard that before, but it was good. Small thinkers make big stinkers. Small focus is little faith in the Lord. So we're going to have a big focus. We're going to have his focus, and he thinks big. He's got big plans. He is not limited. The only ones that limit him is us. The only ones that limit ourselves is us, because he is not limiting us at all. So all of this is not going to happen overnight. You know, as we vision cast today, it's not going to happen just overnight, but it is going to happen as we all get involved. Amen. So just starting with Genesis 49 and verse 22. In the Amplified Bible, Genesis 49 verse 22 says, Joseph is a fruitful boy. And many of the prophetic words have included that verse. In fact, our vision statement and the vision of BCC was, Joseph, BCC is a fruitful boy. 
Any of our old members remember that? Amen. Joseph, BCC, is a fruitful bough, a main branch of the vine. And I took note of that as well, a main branch of the vine. There's something about this church, there's something about this work, it's a main branch of the vine. A fruitful bough by a spring, by a well, by a fountain. And its branches run over the wall, influencing others. Amen. And uh, over the years, this church, uh, under the leadership of dad and mom, they've influenced many others. And God has not done with us as a church influencing others. That is the mandate that he has in this church. Influence other leaders, other, other lands, other people, send people to other lands and teams, and also um, welfare, you know, our branches going over the wall to help people, to provide for people, alms ministry and things like that. So I'm just going to start running through um, the vision in a big, broad way. So first of all, we're going to look for opportunities to empower and train the next generation of kids and youth. And if I say anything, that, to me, that is the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing that we have to do. Because the kids of today are the church. And they're going to be leading the church of tomorrow. So we have to do everything we can to, to release them, to empower them, to train them. As Clem said, wasn't it lovely to see all the youth out Sunday night? It was about 17 or 18. I videoed them all and I went through it all again to hear all of their words. I mean, just awesome. So um, it's raising up that next generation. And they need us. They need us that have got a bit more maturity in years, a more maturity in the word, and they need us to come alongside them. So, I mean, even having Tash. So we have um, Tash on staff specifically for kids. Not every church has a staff member for kids. In the land, very few. Would you even know, Tash, how many other kids? So there's not very many. That's special. And that is the DNA of this house. There's something special over kids. And she's doing a great, great job with not only in-house kids ministry, but outreaching to others. I mean, with, with the toddlers, with the globe party, with the schools in person, back in person at Central there on Friday, schools ministry, puppets ministry, once we get the, um, the horse box going out, that's going to be exciting with the puppets and the tea and coffee serve, different things like that. So um, great ministry, but we are employing a staff member to help that. And that is awesome that we've already got that, got that far. So um, the, some of the prophetic words over the house um, from the past. So this is a word from 2002. And if any of you were here then, you remember it was Jeanette uh, Barrios from Colombia. And she said, I will raise up a new generation, says the Lord, and you will teach them, says the Lord. There will be a multiplication, a lot of multiplication, because there is a strategy for this city and for this nation that the children will be transformed. And this is one of the words that we have to war over, that we have to, as Clem was saying, take it, meditate on it, make it ours. This is ours. This belongs to us as a house. And actually, this word has always been special to me. I have a I have a green folder of all prophetic words given over my life, and this is one of I've put it in there. Um, so children will be restored. Um, that children will have their hearts restored. That they will bring their parents and they will bring families in. 
because there will be entire families. They wouldn't come to church, but their children are coming and their children are attending. And those children will bring a song of praise to their parents and they will bring a word to their parents and their parents will come here and they will say, this is where my children were transformed. This is the place where my children awoke my spirit because it is like the water of Bethesda. This, there will be a great moving of the waters of the Lord in this hour. So all to do with children. I was looking at the prophetic word that was given by Clem actually in 2011 over Brian and I, but a lot of it was to do with this house. Um, he, sir, I, I pray into the framework of this house because uh, that's why we're here. We're here to build BCC and um, said, release something through Brian and Karen in the building dimension of this house and future frameworks. And he, to do with the kids, he says, I see the two of you really helping frame a working structure for the next generation. There's something in your hearts that beats really deep for teens, 20s, teens, down even to the 9, 10, and 11, that little age group. And there's something in you that says we've got to build for them. We're going to build for the generation. So that's what we're about in this house. I want to tell you something. I really see an amazing thrust into children's ministry, and it's going to affect this area. We heard that in the last prophecy. So the first one was given 2002. This one was 2011. There's been other prophetic words um, in between and since. And I just see God opening. I don't know what it is, but there's something about reaching children. There's something that's going to be a loud shout from the Lord, go after families, go after children. And I just see kids being excited about coming here, more excited than their parents. But guess what? When the kids are excited, the parents go, well, that's worth it. And I see you guys, I don't know what it is, but you're going to put your hands on some things, and that's going, they're going to say that's attractive, and kids are going to love it. And I see new technology coming in, some new delivery systems for the gospel, and so, so forth. Um, but you're going to reach, 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 and you're going to reach kids. Isn't that awesome? So we're getting that this morning. So we'll do a mandate on, our, on this house. Uh, amongst other things, to reach children. Talks about new technology and systems and things coming in, but it just reminded me that they have ordered already um, a new Mac computer and Pro Presenter. It's going to be up here, so when we see the words, the words are going to be still on the screen, but around the world there's going to be swirly things and raindrops and different things like that. That's going to create so much visual and movement up here, which I believe is important for the youth and the kids as well, this generation, when they love to see lots of things happen quick. Amen? So um, we're going to be seeing that within the next couple of weeks, Ryan, is that right? Oh, hallelujah. Um, tonight also, just when we're, we're dealing with this first one, look for opportunities to power and train the next generation of kids and youth. So we've dealt with the kids there, and you know, just on that as well, I was so blessed on Tuesday night. Uh, some of the children were out, and um, it was one particular part of it that Tanya said, let's pray for Pastor Karen. And she prayed, you know, we prayed corporately for me. She put her hand on me. Well, just after that, young Daniel was here, um, David's and Christine's wee Daniel. And I think it was his first prayer meeting, but he's been on to mommy and daddy, bring him to prayer, bring him to prayer. And the fa in fact, the beginning of the prayer meeting, I says, Daniel, come up. And I kind of interviewed him and I said, Daniel, why do you want to come to prayer? And those that were here remember, he says, 
because Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. He said it like that. I could have wept just there. And the anointing on him, on that word. And I believe, and we prayed over him, that that has started, because we're in a fresh season, that prophetically he has started a new thing in this house that other kids are going to be drawn to the prayer meeting. Who will agree with that? Who will agree? Also, we... um, Phoebe, Phoebe came, I was talking to her, I said, Phoebe, I noticed you were at the prayer meeting. I says, were you dragged out the prayer? She says, no, I normally go to piano on Tuesday night, and mom gave me the option of coming. I said, no, I want to go to prayer. God is doing something. Anyway, just uh, at that time, Tanya had finished praying with me, and um, he came over, and he just laid his hands on my you know, or laid his head on my shoulders, hugged me, and I hardly, I don't know Daniel that well, and he hugged me, and it, you know, tight, like I've never had a hug like that from only from my own kid. And he says, I love you, Pastor. And you know what I felt? I felt the Holy Spirit. Because it's not often that I'm prayed for in the prayer meeting, and that's okay. But this time of transition has not been easy. For the family losing their dad, it's not been easy. I'm trying to move a church forward. In the time coming out of COVID, if you talk to any pastor, it's not easy. And I felt we Daniel was used that night to minister to me. Do not despise the children. Do not despise the youth. There's so much in them. And God can work through a pure heart. So tonight, I'm really excited because we're starting 412 group. A little 412, we call it that. It's just based on scripture of about uh, don't despise your youth. And I've invited a number of the youth to be part of that. And it's been up to them because it's a special group. It's not just youth getting together. It's a mentoring group where I'm going to be given, I'm going to be personally mentoring them and talking to them and getting to know them and see where they can fit in the house and things like that. And it won't always be me, but I will be appointing who will be ministering to them. And so I think we're starting with about nine, nine young people tonight. It's going to be exciting, one hour. Keep that in prayer, so we're moving forward there. For a long time, I've had interns on my heart about bringing interns in. This is a place that we can... um, People want maybe to take a couple of months or a year out or time out just to, to be used in the house. You know what an intern, everybody know? Well, I'll just explain what an intern is. They get to know different departments. They could be working in the office with Carol. They could be working with Tash. They could be working with me. They could be working in different departments with different department heads. And not only are they given of their time and their energy and they're being trained, but they're also helping move the house forward. And so that's been on my spirit, and we're going to be moving into that very shortly over these next couple of months. And already I've been asked by somebody that there's a possibility we could have an intern for next year. So we're just following the Holy Ghost in this. But I tell you, all of a sudden, I was researching interns last week, and the next day I heard in my spirit about this intern, and then this, this other possibility came up a few days later, all Holy Ghost-led. So I'm excited about that. 
So we're looking for opportunities for the youth. Already they're being trained, youth are being trained in PA and words. Uh, we're looking to get them raised up. There's a lot doing music lessons and things like that. So we want to get the youth trained, uh, working in them with the worship team. And whether they'll have their own team or being corporate in the worship team as they're able and things. Um, learning to do puppets. Also learning about social media and things like that. Because youth are great with social media. They get it. You know, how, how you can really promote things on, on our social media page. They're, they're better than us adults. So we want to give training and all for that. I don't know if you remember the young guy, Caleb. Indian guy that Clem prophesied over. He's in Kingdom Harvest Church, but he's having a media... Tra- uh, he's, he's raising up a team in, in Kingdom Harvest. And, and he phoned me last week and he said, uh, we've got eight people on our media team. I go, eight people? So he's broken that down to PA and words and social media and is having a training session on the 6th of November. So it's us just moving things ahead, making more space for young people to serve in those areas. Um, we're also going to be looking then as we have interns and other things working with Crown Jesus Ministries. You know, Brian and I are very friendly with Mitch and there's other ministries out there that we connect with and it's lovely connecting with other pastors and all because then there's crossover pollination. We all know how we can help one another. So there's going to be more going forward to Crown Jesus Ministries. They've just purchased or got the lease of a three, for three years of a new building in Hope Street. I think it's called Hope Street. It's just the back of um, Debenhams. And we had just on mid-afternoon on Monday, we just, Bran and I, dropped uh, Clem off to the bus. He was getting the bus down, the airport bus down to Dublin. And we were Miranda back, just walking back to, um, to we'd parked in Castle Court. And I had just said to Bran, and we're kind of coming along there by, by Hope Street or in the way in those back streets anyway to Castle Court. I just and there is nothing happening in town. It's just, it's empty. Well, what's going on? There's, and I was thinking to myself, you know, like the world, what do they do? The, the world really, their entertainment is, is bars and clubs open again and coffee shops, restaurants. What, what else is there? And I was starting to then start, you know, just vision was filling my mind as how we can provide somewhere for people just to come and, you know, for the unsaved to come and, and have coffee or something like that, but we can minister to them. And then we just, just as those thoughts were going through my mind, we came across two people that were handing out tracts and going to witness to the prizes were, were pastors. And we got into a wee conversation with them. Well, who did we see running out just across from this building? We didn't know. Was Mitch with his hat on. Hi, guys, what are you doing around here? And all? come on, I'll show you the new building. I had some reason thought it was a way over on the other side of Belfast. So those two people in the street are doing evangelism training with Mitch. And so that's open for any churches to be part of. And I went into this old building. He showed us all around um, this place. And you know what? It was built in 19, no, 1858, months before the 1959 revival. Just months. And as soon as it was completed, the revival hit. And that place had 800 people in it every night with streams of people outside that couldn't get in. And as we look, I just felt that anointing still in that place. And we went up. It's got a big balcony. It's one of those. It's got a, you know, a high pulpit. You've got to walk up the steps up into this pulpit. And I was up in that pulpit and was just looking around. And I was just sensing, what was it like? 
in the revival when this place was full of 800 people and the gospel and people are falling on their knees and they're getting saved. And Mitch and Crown Jesus have taken us over for three years. They're doing evangelism from it and everything else. We're talking to Mitch. And then all of a sudden, who comes in but our friend Brian Madden, Pastor Brian Madden, for any of you who know him. And again, he's a pastor, but a great evangelist. I've already asked him to come when I schedule it and then do training sessions for us to go on the streets and go on the doors and things. I could tell you a lot there about Pastor Brian. So we had a whole lovely wee holy meeting in this beautiful old church revival. I tell you, God is doing things. He's connecting people. He's connecting the dots. He's putting a framework together. And it's not just BCC. It's not just us. We're one of the dots that we've worked together. Amen. And it's our branches are going over the wall. And it's exciting. It's exciting times. So number two is we're going to build big people. And we're going to continue to do that. Build big people with a big vision to honor their big God. Amen. When you build big people, you will have a big church. It's all about building people, raising godly leadership. You know, Jesus said, I will build my church, and he's going to do that. He'll do the building of the church, but we're called to build people. People, we're called to make disciples. People aren't going to just make themselves. Disciples don't wake up one morning, well, I'm going to make myself a disciple. No, they need us to help one another, and um, it's all hands on deck. And, you know, as Clem said, I think it was Sunday morning at Kingdom Harvest, he was taught, and he says, you know, what does discipleship look like? Discipleship looks like someone in P, P2 teaching someone in P1. In other words, someone who's a little bit further on with the Lord teaching someone who's not just as far. In China, in the revival there, and the and the underground churches and things are having so many come to the Lord. And Tricia, Brian's sister, when she worked over there, she used to tell us, you know, one-month-old Christians were discipling the new converts. One-month-old. Now, in here, look at the wealth. Look at the wealth that is sitting. One-month-old Christians. Everybody in here can have an army of Christians. The wealth of the word, the experience, the church life, the st- you know, all. There's no stopping what God could do through us. Is there? No stopping at all. So hallelujah. Um, all of us are can, can teach and reach somebody else. So we're going to be adding to the infrastructure um, as we move forward. We're going to be adding in life groups for fellowship, for discipleship, just to say, you know, one teaching another, helping another, doing life with people. And they're not going to look like groups that we did before. It's going to be some, we've already approached some here in the congregation have said they'd like to lead a life group. So we're going to have, you know, a life group or two that mix, maybe the families can be part of. There's going to be one for men. It's going to be a women's or two women, maybe in future young adults. So we're going to go as a Holy Ghost shapes this thing, but it's going to be for fellowship. It's going to be for those who want to get involved and um, for discipleship and things. And uh, as we go forward, we're going to be expanding our eldership team. We're going to be ordaining elders, and we're going to be ordaining more deacons and adding into that deacon team as well as we can. Um, So that's all about building big people. We need big people to build people. 
Um, okay, another point is we're raising a strong prayer movement. And we already have a strong Tuesday night prayer meeting. We want to just see that fill. We want to see other people come into that prayer meeting. We do from time to time. And there's one or two people from other churches that will pop in. You just see them popping in and away, you know, out again one week there. And because that's the sort of place, that, that corporate prayer. Yes, it's mainly for BCC, but it's a place where others can come. Others can come even and grab. This is prayer. This is how you pray. This is corporately how you pray. This is the move of the Spirit, you know. So Tuesday night is a great place. It's a great place to learn to flow with moving with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And also, we're going to be incorporating prayer all through everything we do. Let all, you know, worship team will have prayer and their practice. And Sunday mornings, life groups will have prayer incorporated. Kids have prayers. Everything we do has prayer. Strong emphasis on prayer. And as I said before, when we went into a week of prayer and fasting, and we saw the benefit of that, I would just love that we can get to a place and move that forward that people will commit to fasting one day a week and that somehow we just cover every day of the week and that we know there's somebody fasting and praying every day of the week here in BCC. And so I'd love us to start moving into that. Um, and that's so that is very doable. Um, so I just want to also show, I would talked about the, the show, get that video ready, Ryan. We talked about branches going over the wall. This is a prayer summit. It's on Thursday evening. I would love you all to, um, you, it's on Facebook or there's a link here. You just go in one click and you're registered. It's a Zoom prayer meeting, but all around the world, every nation is represented in it. Now, our time, it starts at 9 p.m. It goes on to 1 a.m. I'll be part, I'll be taking part, well, I'll be watching all of that. But I would encourage you, even if you can do the first hour or two, and if you can do the first half hour, be great, because I've been asked, and I'm not saying that in a proud way, I'm saying that God is doing something in his house. I've been asked to pray for the persecuted church. One of, there's one of seven or eight ladies that have been given a section to pray. And my prayer slot, I think, is about nine, at about 9.15 p.m. So it would be great if a lot of us can get registered. So go play that, um, Ryan, please. The Global Church Network will be privileged to host the Great Commission Prayer Summit that is scheduled for October 28th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. And we want to encouragely invite you to make plans to be with us. You know, it all began in a prayer meeting. In Acts chapter 1, they came together to pray, and they prayed and they claimed God's promises for 10 days. We all know that they were endured with own power, but what was the purpose behind the power? It was to go out and fulfill the Great Commission. Well, we, as a church, we've had 2,000 years to finish the Great Commission, and it is still yet not done. And so we're inviting you and fellow leaders like you all over the world to join us for the Great Commission Prayer Summit. We will be praying for key themes around all over the world. We'll pray for every region of the world, and we want you to be involved in it. We're going to be praying that there'll be a church within walking distance. We'll be praying that the remaining translations of the Bible will be taken care of. We'll be praying for a mobilized and synergized church. 
we'll be praying for the equipping and training of another million young ministers that will take the gospel further than ever before. But it won't be the same without you. I want to encourage you to mark your calendars and make plans to be with us. And also I want to encourage you to go and, and sign up for the Great Commission Prayer Summit. You can go to finish2030.com and as soon as you come to that main website, you'll see exactly how you can register and be a part of it. You will be a part of great men and women coming from all over the world and we'll have special keynote messages. In addition to keynote messages, we'll be praying for all the world regions and all the major world themes to finish the Great Commission in our generation. I'm looking forward to seeing you and being a part of this year's global gathering of men and women as we pray for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Amen. So that's 9 p.m. this Thursday evening. So come on or, you know, if you can get on and off different times on that Zoom, that will be wonderful. Now, it'll just open your eyes to things that are happening around the world. There's a little teaching segments that they're going to be doing. And I've already seen the schedule and everybody's, they only have about seven minutes each. So it's going to be fast moving, really good. So um, praise the Lord. Um, so another point, we're going to be raising up and releasing evangelists who will motivate and lead others to win souls. Um, as I've already said, I'd like to get in-house training from Pastor Brian Madden. He's willing to come anytime we arrange that. I believe now is the time to get back on the doors. We've got to go to the streets, and the Holy Ghost will lead us in that. But we've got to go. We've got to go. And if we've exhausted our friendship circle, that's all the more reason that we've got to go. You know, on um, Friday night, um, I was I, I accompanied Brian. He was going to the Ards, um, Ards Flying School. He got his wings. Pastor Brian now is a pilot. I don't know if any of you, you know that, but he's a pilot now. And um, he, he's getting his wings and a wee crystal cup and different things, a certificate. So we were asked to go. I was asked to accompany him. There was a bit of a dinner and things to eat there. And um, we were sitting around the table with others, a few others that were just getting their wings that night as well. And they'd been taught in the microlight planes and Brian's instructor and his wife were there. But we got talking to this other couple and a few of them. And, you know, I got reaching, I got witnessing to this lady, and we're going to, Brian and I are going to get time with this couple again. In fact, they were asking us, can we go out for dinner? Can they take us out for dinner somewhere, you know, in Donegal Day? And it was just so refreshing, because I don't get the, the opportunities with obviously pastoring and being in church. And I came away with a spring of a step, and, you know, I've witnessed, and, and I tell you, see, when you give out, there's so much comes back. So once we're out and we're given out again, we're going the doors, the buzz is incredible. See, when you lead someone to the Lord, I tell everybody, you know, of course, we lead somebody to the Lord for us, for him, but the buzz you will get out of that because you've hooked into eternity and what you're supposed to do, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So we're going to be going out and doing more of that. Amen. And then we're going to have life groups where, where people then can just connect and thought it's going to be good that way. So we're raising also a missional sending church that we're, we're, we're part of, you know, dad, mom, they would have gone to Ghana and Philippines and other places, taking um, missions teams, and we're going to be doing that as God permits in the future. I already was speaking at the leaders' meeting to, 
you know, Philip Johnson that we had in here recently. Philip, they came back off the missions field. Well, we were at a leaders meeting, and Clem prophesied over, you know, him and Tracy, and said there's going to be short-term missions for you, brother. So, you know, he was so excited about that. We were to connect and afterwards, and he said, we'll be doing missions teams and pastors' conference and things like that. So Holy Ghost is connecting dots there again, more dots being connected. And, you know, my heart is I love to send a young youth team out the missions, young youth, amen, as well. So uh, we've been, we were able to do that in Kingdom Harvest, and it was awesome. Uh, we took Deborah with us in BCC. We joined up with Mom and Dad and Joy and Ryan. And uh, my sister Deborah, and we were able to do a dental mission. Some of you remember out in the Philippines, and, and the youth were assisting her in that. It was just great. Um, okay, so that's going to involve a place for everybody, but it's also going to develop leaders, leading teams as well. So see that in the future, people leading missions teams out. It's another way of leadership. It's giving them a passion to go to the nations. That was spoken over you, Lydia. Go into the nations. Amen. So we're coming into a time of stretching, a stretching time. So, you know, if you're asked, maybe it's just in your heart, do something, you know, you'd be asked to do things that will stretch you. And stretching's good. Stretching is really good, you know. So, hallelujah, um, it's exciting. So, another mandate in the house is to raise, reach and raise up Christian businessmen and women who will bring great finance into the kingdom. And it's for some initiatives that God has for this house, for this land, and for the nations. Uh, we're to raise that welfare church, as we said, with Joseph, the branches going over the wall. Resources, a resource place. Uh, we're already involved in alms ministry and touching lives that way. And... The deacons through Michaela are doing a great job with that. They're giving out food parcels not frequently. Um, but we, I, I just sense we're going to have be a storehouse. We're going to have resources. We're going to have, we're going to have things for people to help other people. And that is our heart to help other people. Um, okay, I'm not sure. Uh, in our hearts, well, mom knows one thing that has never been fulfilled yet, as it were, is a large sheep shed. So that's still something. This is a large sanctuary, but we need more facilities, don't we? So still ahead of us is build a large sheep shed. In other words, I would say we want to build a large discipleship church, a place where people can come, people can be discipled, a training center, people can be trained and all sorts of things and people can be sent out on missions, sending church. So we're believing for that. You know, I had a dream way back in, I think it was again 2011, and I saw the, I saw the church full of people, wall to wall, front to back. It was just buzzing with people. The platform was buzzing with uh, not only instrumentalists and worship, but it had dancers and everything, a lot of life. And I looked through, uh, if this was the building, I looked through like, as it were, a fire door or something. There was a glass door, and I saw the kids had a building just the same size as the, as the adults, same size building. And the two buildings were linked by a big corridor behind. But the whole thing in that dream, and I looked through, and tears were streaming down my face. And I saw, oh, isn't it awesome that the kids have the ample facilities as the adults? That's all still ahead of us. Don't ask me how, but it's all ahead of us, okay? But God is a big God, amen? He has it. 
He's going to bring other people into this house that's going to help us with all of this. And lastly then, our heart is, and already through my dad's ministry, we've planted other churches, but still a mandate on this house to plant other life-giving discipleship churches. So that's exciting when that will be and where that will be. That is exciting, and that's all ahead of us. So to do all of what the brush stroke that I've just given, it needs us all. Would you, who would agree it needs us all? It needs every single one of us to be involved um, from the prayers right through the department heads and, and uh, the young people and everything that has to be done. Amen. The business people reaching other business people and so forth. So it's exciting what is ahead for that. So I hope that's encouraged you today that we're starting, you know, God's got so much still ahead for us and we're just to look expectantly onto him and there's room for every single one of us. Every single one of us are needed. And every single one of us are needed and more and more and more. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we'll close in prayer. Praise the Lord. God, we thank you and we praise you that you are a big God, a big, big God. Hallelujah. And you have got some big, big people in here in Bangor Community Church and you are about raising more big people with big shoulders, Lord God, with a great stature, Lord. That's what you're about. And Lord, you've given us great young people and you've given us great children, Lord, sensitive to the Holy Ghost and great starting place, Father, just for you to add and multiply. So Father, we just as a church, we just say to you this morning, God, you look at our basket and you look at our basket, Father God, no matter what we see in that basket, we know that what we give you you're going to multiply it and multiply it and multiply it. And our branches are going over the wall like never before. And you're going to bring fulfillment to every heart like never before. And Lord God, you're going to connect us, Father, with churches and with other leaders and with other visions in the land, Father, and the other lands as well. And it's going to be exciting and it's going to be so fresh that every single one of us, Lord God, are going to want to just jump in and we want to get involved. So we thank you for what you have for us, God. All that you have in store, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.